What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, February 1st. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout. Also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. You can also visit the website FantasyKnockout.com. Appreciate that. Uh, real quick, I want to take a moment and apologize for not getting the show out early Saturday morning like I normally do. Um, I typically record Friday night and have it all uploaded and sent out Saturday midnight, stuff like that. So um, I got caught up in the Laker game last night, the or slash Kobe tribute. Um, it was very emotional. I just didn't feel like recording because, like I said, I was emotionally drained from just what had happened. Um, I got I was affected by um, just watching all the footage of Kobe and and everybody talking about and Derek Fisher and Robert Ory and all that stuff. Um, I am a Lakers fan. Um, I was a huge Kobe fan, and from what had happened, um, you know, it, it's just it's very sad what what happened last week with the helicopter crash involving Kobe, Gigi, and the seven others. Um, what affected me the most was just it wasn't necessarily the passing of Kobe but of his daughter and the young kids on board. Um, you know, I have a daughter myself who's Zion, and I just couldn't imagine what life would be without her or my son. Um, so, anywho, uh, let's just get, let's get into the show. It's Super Bowl Sunday this week. Uh, I got to ask, who are you guys taking? Kansas City is favored by one and a half right now. The over-under is 54 and a half points. Are you guys, do you guys believe Kansas City's going to do it? And, uh, and just dominate and win, so that means you take Kansas City with the over? Or do you think the Niners' defense is legit and they're going to slow them down and you take the Niners in the under? I don't know. I really, I'm torn. Um, you know, me, me being a, Ra- a Raider fan, it's hard to cheer for Kansas City. Um, except I, re- I read this really cool thing the other day on Pat Mahomes where he was out to dinner with his girlfriend. They were at like some pizza restaurant or something like that. And it said that all the, all the um, other people in the restaurant realized Pat Mahomes was there and they didn't go up and bug him for autographs or anything. They just let him um, finish his dinner uninterrupted with his uh, girlfriend. And uh, Mahomes gets up and as he's walking to the door, you know, he turns around and he realized everybody knew who he was and everybody just, you know, kind of looks at him and he just says, thank you for not, you know, just thank you for letting me and me, me and my girlfriend just have a wonderful time. Just the two of us. And I appreciate you guys not bothering us at all. And, um, you know, the, the restaurant cheered and applauded and said, you know, thanks Pat, you know, and he just, he goes on and says, this is why I love this city in Kansas city. And, uh, the cool thing what he did was he paid for everybody's bill. He paid the entire restaurant's tab said dinner was on him and his girlfriend. I mean, that's just what a stand-up guy. So it's hard to cheer for somebody who does stuff like that. So part of me does want to see Kansas City win. Uh, the other half wants to see the Niners win. So I, I don't really know who I am going for. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me all that much. I just want it to be a good game. Well, with that said, let's get into the news and views. News with views. All right, to start it off, running back Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. He was pulled over and cited for a traffic violation last Tuesday. Uh, The police discovered three small amounts of marijuana in the vehicle, which Hunt claimed belonged to his brother. 
Hunt was driving a car registered under his mother's name. Um, he was cited for speeding. He was clocked at like 77 miles an hour when the posted speed limit was 60. Uh, but he avoided marijuana charges. Basically, Hunt can't afford any more slip-ups. He's set to become a free agent this this year. And stuff like this is not going to help him get that big contract that he needs to go play as a number one running back somewhere else. So with stuff like this happening, it makes me believe that he might just stay there in Cleveland. Uh, Next tight end, Greg Olson of the Carolina Panthers. He announced that he has agreed to mutually part ways with the Panthers. Uh, So Greg Olson will become a free agent. Um, It's rumored right now that he will go down to Washington and maybe, uh, rejoin Ron Rivera there, um, but Greg has said that he wants to play for a a team that has a chance to win and not in rebuild mode. Uh, next quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. He had surgery to pre- repair a partially torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Not that big because it shouldn't affect him you know, playing all that much, but it's still surgery. You never know those things we just don't want to bring up and stuff, so... All right, you guys ready to break it on down? Break it on down. Let's move on to the main event. Main event. All right, so we're going to top top 10 wideouts. We're going to break on down. <laughs> um, but real quick, I want to explain how I came up with this. So the scoring that we're talking about, it's half point per reception. Um, that is the standard scoring that I use. I play in all half point PPR leagues. Uh, most people play in that. Um, so if you're a standard or a full point, the scoring might be a little bit off. The total points might be a little bit off, but anyways, uh, basically I broke it down to three categories. There's going to be great, good and bust games. Very similar to the defenses episode last week where we had the top five, top 10, and then the bus games. So great games, they average out to a weekly top five finish. Good games average out to a top 24 wideout. So that means a wide receiver two on your team. And all bus games mean that they miss the top 50. So they did not finish well. They hurt your team usually. So I compile all this data and configure a consistency score. We kind of talked about that last show. And that means how often do they produce for you and not hurt your team on a weekly basis? So great games are more than 22 points. Good games are more than 10 points. Bus games are fewer than 7 points. Also, missed games do not account, do not count against the consistency score. So if a player was hurt and they weren't projected to play... I'm not counting that against them, but if they were projected to play and we all started them and then they got hurt in the middle of the game, a la like a James Conner last year um, who would get hurt in the middle of a game, those you, you assumed he was playing. So those games I count, but if they were projected to miss the game completely, none of us started that player that week. So we're not going to count those games against them. All right, let's move on. Top 10 wideouts. The number one ranked wide receiver for the 2019 season was none other than the million, $100 million man, Michael Thomas, who signed a huge contract in the offseason. He comes up with 300.1 total points. He averaged 20 points a game. That is just amazing. He had 
great games. He was at 50%. So 50% of the time he had a great game. He had 88% good games. And he only busted 6% of the time. He was the number one consistent wide receiver. He was typically drafted second overall. Um, His ADP was in the first round in the 11th spot. Um, He had 185 targets for 149 receptions for 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. That was in 16 games. Um, Against defenses, he was plus five and a half points against the top half defenses. So he performed five and a half points better against good defenses. Um, His home road splits, he was plus 7.8 points better at home. Which, you know, makes sense. But most players play better at home. But uh, that was just, if you want to watch those home road splits, you know. And not that we were ever going to sit Mike Thomas. But uh, he just performed 7.8 points better at home. So, number two is Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kind of a surprise. We all pegged him to have a good year. I didn't expect him to be this good. Anyways, Godwin finished with 233.1 points. Thomas finished 70 points better than Godwin. So that's amazing. Uh, Godwin averaged 15 and a half points a game. He had 36 great games, 64% good games, and 7% bust games. He was the number two consistent wideout in the season. He was ranked to be the 21st uh, wide receiver off the board, which put him his ADP and the fourth round of the ninth, the ninth pick of the fourth round. So that's kind of amazing for him to finish where he finished. He had 121 targets for 86 receptions for 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns, and he did that in 14 games. Uh, what hurt him the most was missing just the hamstring injury at the end of the season where he missed the fantasy playoffs. A lot of you guys were depending on him, and he just wasn't there. But his fill-in, uh, Brashad Perryman, filled in pretty good and did okay. So anyways, uh, Godwin against the top half defenses, he was plus five points. So he did better against the better defenses. His home road split was plus seven and a half points on the road. So he did better on the road than he did at home. Kind of an interesting stat. Number three is going to be Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. He finished with 224.6 points, 15 points uh, he averaged a game. He had 33% great games, 53% good games, and he busted 7% of the time. He was the number three consistent uh, wide receiver. He was ranked number four in the wide receiver rankings, and he was typically drafted in the 12th spot of the first round. So Julio had a good year. It was 157 targets on 99 receptions, 1,394 yards, and six touchdowns in 15 games. What was nice is he played most of the season. He wasn't dinged up, nicked up, and hurt like he usually gets. Um, But he didn't produce all that much in the touchdown column. He, again, finished with six. That seems to be his standard finish for touchdowns every year Um, against Top half defenses, he was a negative 3.7 per, uh, um, points against the be- the better half defenses. So he did better against the weaker defenses. His home road splits was not much. It was .03 points at home. So Julio produced on the road and on the home just about equally. 
All right, the number four receiver is Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. He came in with 223.5 points. He averaged 14.9 points a game. He had 25 great games, 25% great games, 56% good games, but he busted 25% of the time. Not good. His consistency rank was 14th. Ouch. Not what you want to see from your number four overall receiver. Um, his draft rank, he was ranked 19th, and he was typically taken in the uh, the third pick in the fifth round. Um, he finished with 134 targets on 94 receptions for 1,161 yards and 10 touchdowns. That was in all 16 games. Uh, Cooper, he was a boomer bust player. He he the, he was like a tale of two halves. The first half of the season, he was amazing. He was like the number two or number one receiver. And then the second half, he kind of fell off, and Jared Goff just forgot he was on the team. So against top half defenses, Cooper Cup was minus 9.5 points. So he did better against the weaker defenses. Um, his home road split was one plus 1.5 points at home. So he did a little bit better at home than he did on the road. All right, number five is DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans. He finished with 217.5 points. He averaged 14.5 points a game. He had 27% great games. He had 67% good games. And he busted 20% of the time. Interesting. He was the fourth consistent ranked uh, wide receiver. He was in the draft. He was ranked number one overall. So he finished not bad, finished five. You know, a lot of people took him as a first receiver. I know I did in my uh, money, in my money league. Um, and his ADP was usually that sixth pick in the first round, kind of where I think I took him. Um, he finished with 150 targets on 104 receptions for 1,165 yards and seven touchdowns. He did that in 15 games. He only missed one game. So against top half defenses, he was plus 3.1 against the good defenses, and his home road split wasn't much. He was plus .34 points on the road, so he did a little bit better on the road than he did at home. Um, But Hopkins, not bad coming in at number five with the fourth uh, consistency rank. You know, when you drafted him number one, it wasn't Michael Thomas level where he just had a monster season or anything like that. But uh, Hopkins put up a good year from where you you took him. You weren't disappointed. Um, Next... Number six, Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions. That was kind of a shock to me. I I knew he was doing well, but I didn't think he was doing that well. So he came in with 215.5 points. He averaged 14.4 points a, a season. He had 31% great games, 63% good games, and he busted 25% of the time. His consistency rank was ninth. So not you know not bad finishing sixth ninth consistency rank, his draft rank he was typically uh, the seventeenth ranked uh, player wide wide receiver um, and he was drafted in the tenth spot of the fourth round, so he finished with one hundred and sixteen targets on sixty five receptions for eleven hundred ninety yards with eleven touchdowns in sixteen games I believe he had the most touchdowns of any receiver this season, uh, Kenny Galladay's. And he did this without his number one quarterback, Matthew Stafford. You got to remember, Jeff Driscoll was was the quarterback there. He did this with backup quarterbacks, and he still produced. 
Um, against top half defenses, he was plus po- like half a point better against the good defenses. His home road split was 1.5 points better at home. So Kenny Galladay, I expect him to, he's leveled up in my opinion. He's going to be that top, he's going to be the back half of a wide receiver one for me. I'll probably have him ranked, I don't know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th or something like that this next year. So Kenny Galladay, possible sleeper. Um, Don't know if he'll get the recognition that uh, he deserves. So next is number seven, wide receiver Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins. He finished with 210 total points. He averaged 14 points a game. He had 13% great games. He had 56% good games, and he busted 13% of the time. His consistency rank was sixth. That's not bad. He was ranked 67th out of um, among all wide receivers, and he was typically drafted in the fourth spot of the 19th round, if you've even had one. So that usually, that typically means he was a uh, waiver wire pickup uh, after week one or two or something like that. So Parker, he had 128 targets, 72 receptions, 1,202 yards on nine touchdowns. He did that in 16 games. Um, against top half defenses, he was minus 6.3. So he did better against bad teams. Um, his home road split, he was plus 2.7 points at home. So he did a little bit better at home. Uh, Parker was the darling wide receiver pickup this year. Him and Fitzpatrick, his quarterback there in Miami, they had a good year. Um, I know a lot of people rode him to championships. I did personally in a couple of my leagues. So number eight, you want to take a stab at who this one is? Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. He came in with 209.5 points. He averaged 14 points a game. He had 13% great games, 50% good games, and he busted 19% of the time. His consistency rank was 16th. Not good for a top 10 wide receiver finish. Um, He was typically ranked the ninth receiver Um, and his average draft position was the 11th spot in the second round. Um, He finished with 149 targets on 104 receptions with 1,199 yards, six touchdowns in 16 games. Against top half defenses, he was minus 1.1 points, so he did better against the not good defenses. Uh, His home road split was plus 2.2 points at home, pretty typical. All right, so number nine is Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He finished with 207 points. He averaged 13.8 points a game. His great game percentage was 19%. His good game percentage was 56%, and he busted 31% of the time. Wow, he was all over the place. His consistency rank was 20th, so he was not consistent at all. Um, He was the 10th ranked receiver, and he was typically drafted in the eighth spot of the third round. So he finished with uh, 119 targets, 79 receptions on 1,189 yards, and eight touchdowns in 16 games. He was minus 6.1 points against the top half defenses, but he was plus 10 full points better at home. Man just liked to play at home. Did not like playing on the road. Kind of why you can see that 20th consistency rank is if you're that big of a difference at home versus road, it shows that you're a, a boomer bust uh, receiver. But finally, nice to see Amari Cooper finish in the top 10 as a wide receiver. Thought he would have a good year. 
he did. And the last one tonight is number 10, Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. He comes in with 206.3 points. Uh, He averaged 13.8 points a game. His good games was 19%. His good games was 56%, and his bust games were 19%. He came in in 8th in the consistency rank. His draft rank, he was the 16th overall receiver, and he was typically drafted in the 6th spot of the 4th round. He had 153 targets on 100 receptions for 1,117 yards and 6 touchdowns in 16 games. Against the top half defenses, he was a minus point two points. Um, his home road split, he was plus three and a half points at home, so he did a little bit better at home. But other than that, Edelman was very consistent all year long. Yeah, all right, so I got a fun little uh, top ten receivers where they were the number, the top ten ranked receivers, and then where they finished, kind of just to show that not everybody gets them right. Um, we did this with the defenses last week, and then after this, we got a fun facts about wideouts in 2019, and so I got some fun ones that I want to read and uh, and share with you. So the number one ranked receiver was DeAndre Hopkins last year, and he finished fifth. Uh, number two was Michael Thomas, and he finished first. The number third uh, ranked receiver was Devontae Adams of the Packers. He finished 24th. Julio Jones came in with the fourth-ranked receiver. He finished third. Tyreek Hill was the fifth-ranked receiver. He finished 30th. I know he missed some games with his hamstring. That hurt him. Uh, The number six-ranked receiver is Odell Beckham Jr., and he finished 26th. Number seven was Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers. He finished 66th. Number eight was Mike Evans. He finished 12th. Number nine was Keenan Allen, who finished eighth. And number 10 ranked receiver was Amari Cooper, who finished ninth. So kind of just interesting to see where they rank and end up season overall. Um, But let's move on to the fun facts. These are are a lot of fun. They were interesting to find. And uh, anyway, so here we go. Michael Thomas scored more fantasy points in his eight home games than Odell Beckham did in all of his games. (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's a crazy stat. All right. Despite season-ending injuries, Chris Godwin, who God Godwin, Godwin, who finished wide receiver number two, and Mike Evans, who finished wide receiver number twelve, they were the only teammates to finish as a top twelve wideouts on the season. Pretty interesting. Um, two other pairs of teammates finished in the top twenty-four. That would be the Rams' Cooper Cup, who was wide receiver number four, and Robert Woods, who was wide receiver 17. And then the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, who was wide receiver nine, and Michael Gallup, who was wide receiver 22. A pair of Samuels led all wide receivers in rushing yards in 2019. Debo rushed for 159, while Curtis put up 130 on the ground. Debo was also the only receiver this season with multiple uh, rushing touchdowns, He scored on the ground three times. Interesting. All right, next we got Devontae Adam, who finished as wide receiver 24 on the season in total points, but he averaged 14.3 fantasy points a game. That would have been good enough for wide receiver six on a per-game basis. Interesting. Uh, Adams hurt a lot of people because he was injured in that middle of the season with his turf toe. Next, every NFL team had at least one wideout total 100 or more fantasy points on the season. Alshon Jeffrey 
barely got the Eagles there with 100.7 points. <laughs> wow, even the Phillies uh, receivers got there. And then the last uh, fun fact is the stretch from weeks 13 through 16 can be considered the most important in the entire fantasy football season, which would be the playoffs. Over those weeks, the top four fantasy wideouts in points per game were Michael Thomas with 20.8, Devontae Parker with 19, A.J. Brown with 18.3 points, and Brashad Perryman with 17.9. Interesting. Fun facts to think about. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show we got is Top 10 Quarterback Finishes. Uh, So I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps the show get a little bit more recognition. Hashtag dominate your league. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.